So again, the impartation of spiritual gifts. The impartation of spiritual gifts. We need to know how we come by them. We, know, we need to know when we receive them. There are those who try to operate in spiritual gifts who never received eternal life. Impossible. You can go through the motions. You can make it appear as if you're doing something, but you cannot. You do not have spiritual gifts from God until you receive eternal life that he provides. Yeah. I'm going to use something that Venus is familiar with, and she and I talked recently about this. Back in the 80s, as a profession, social workers wanted to become licensed. And we wanted to become licensed because anyone could say that they were a social worker. And people have been using that name, saying that's what they were, and they had no background in that area. They just go out and just say, that's what I am. Well, to prevent that, we, we became licensed as a profession. And there are certain criteria that you must possess in order to be a social worker. And all lic- at the point of a licensure, all social workers who were lic- had to be licensed and only people who are licensed can refer to themselves as social workers because they are not licensed. So it's the same thing. Y'all see the picture? As children of God, mm-hmm. people you know, want to do what you do and want to be who you are. But you can only be who you are because you've received a gift of salvation, first of all. And upon the, receiving the gift of salvation, there is then imparted unto you a gift of the Spirit. At least one. Mm-hmm. Every believer, true believer, has at least one gift. There are those who have more. And I was just, as I was thinking on this subject this morning, I was thinking of just basic human intellect. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people function on different intellectual levels. Not of any thought of their own, if a child is born with mental, intellectual Uh, deprivations or deprived of certain intellectual functioning then they have no control of that so you say well why did God give him this and then her that well only God knows Mm -hmm. the same thing with the spiritual gifts why would God give one person the gift of healing the gift of miracles and give somebody else the gift of teaching the gift of prophecy, and some of the others that you name. We don't know. What we do is believe by faith and accept and receive whatever God gives us. Whether it's intellectual abilities 
for the sake of yourself and others, because every one of these gifts is for the body. These gifts are not given unto us for us. To show off, to shine, to make a name for ourselves. These gifts are given to us for the benefit of the body of Christ. So, again, we have no room for boasting about what, what God gave me in comparison to what God gave another. What God gave you in comparison to what God has given another. There is no room for boasting. There is nothing to get puffed up about. The gifts are for the benefit of the body. And what needs to happen, people get envious and jealous in the body of Christ because of gifts. But if they understood what we're talking about today, it wouldn't happen. So whatever Skeet has to benefit the body of Christ benefits me, Mm -hmm. benefits you. Whatever Warren has that benefits the body of Christ, it benefits him, it benefits us. Whatever Venus has that God has imparted within her is for the benefit of the body. To benefit her and to benefit us. But all the gifts are for us, members of the body of Christ. So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 12. That's our primary passage of scripture. Mm -hmm. Verses 1 through 11. 1 through 11. Now, if you notice in Ephesians, what I read was that when Jesus ascended, Jesus descended and he ascended, then he gave gifts. The fivefold ministry gift, Jesus gave them. When we look at chapter 12, we see where the Holy Spirit gave gifts. There's a, a, a distinction there to be made. All came from God. Oh yeah. So let's go back to First Corinthians chapter twelve, mm-hmm. verse one. Then is there. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Mm-hmm. I would not have you ignorant. I would not have you unaware. I would not have you uninformed. Let's stop thinking of ignorant as a bad word. It's when you don't have knowledge and understanding in a particular area. But there is room for growth. There is room for gaining a better understanding in those regards. So I do not want you to be uninformed. I do not want you to be ignorant. I do not want you to be unaware. Three different words Mm -hmm. all meaning the same thing. You know that you were what? Verse 2. Were Gentiles Mm -hmm. carried away Mm -hmm. unto these dumb idols even Mm -hmm. as ye were led. So your Paul said you were were pagan. You were Gentiles. Pagan. Heathens. Do you remember? Who you were? 
when you're talking to the church, we all were something. But when we come into Christ, we become who God has made us to be. So you were all Gentiles Mm -hmm. who were led astray by what? Idols, dumb idols. Hmm. <laughs> they made anything a god. Whatever they chose to be a god was their god. Yeah. Remember, they made the golden calf back in the day. Yeah. Moses went away, and they got they they thought he wasn't coming back. I guess so. They started making uh, made a golden calf to worship. Man is going to worship something. He's going to worship something because God made him to worship. God created us to worship. And if we don't worship the true and living God, you better bet we are worshiping something or someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we were made to worship. So you were led astray. However it was that you were led, you were led astray. Mm Mm-hmm. But now, what does he say in verse 3? Wherefore, I give you to understand mm-hmm. that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse. Mm-hmm. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. So now, therefore, you were led, but now you're in Christ. Okay? You were led astray, and you were worshiping idols. But now that you're in Christ, I make it known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. Jesus is not accursed. Jesus, there is no curse upon Jesus. No. But the second part, and no one can say Jesus is Lord either, hmm. except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there will be people. And there are people who are calling on the name of the Lord who are not of His. Oh, yeah. okay. There are people who are using the name of God. There are people who are setting up um, platforms in the name of God with ulterior motives. So they use His name. But they're none of his because they have not been born of his spirit. And because they have not been born of his spirit, they have not been imparted gifts of the spirit. They are using their natural, God-given, still, talents. God all on, He owns all things. He owns all people. But they're not all his children. But you're using what naturally you have. Mm-hmm. You can just be naturally intellectual. Naturally smart. So I'm going to do this because I can. Mm-hmm. Not because God has imparted something unto me to do that. Yeah. Not because I have been imparted by the Holy Spirit with that gift. But I just want to do it because it looks fashionable. Yeah. Hmm? So, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So I want you to really get that. 
Many, is, many are calling upon the name of God, but they are really not entitled to do so until they receive the power of God by way of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Spirit unction, Peter, yeah. who do you say that I am? Mm -hmm. Thou art the Christ, mm -hmm. the Son of the living God. How did you know that, Peter? Hmm. Flesh and blood did not reveal that unto you, Peter. Hmm. See? Flesh and blood. You can know something because you grew up in the church. You can know something because you heard it all your life and all you have to do is repeat it. All you have to do is be learned and a little education. All you have to do is get somebody's sermon and preach it. Y'all hmm? get the picture now, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, moving up right along. That's why Jesus will say, when they say to him at that day when Jesus returned, Lord, we did this in your name. We, we, he mm. said, Lord, Lord, he said, depart from me. I don't know you. Aren't they using his name? Even until the very end. Depart from me. I know you not. Verse 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Different kinds of gifts are available to the body of believers. Mm -hmm. We all don't do the same thing. That's right. There are different kinds of gifts, but they all came from the same spirit. I indicated the other night that there are two spirits, basically two spirits. Oh, yeah. It's the spirit of God and the spirit of Satan. If God didn't give it to you, it came from who? Satan, the devil. That's why people are able to mimic. That's why people are able to counter, be counterfeits in the body of Christ. Counterfeiters are not true. Counterfeiters are just that. That's why you go in a store sometimes and they take that money and they, you know, check it. Because people are out there producing, making counterfeit money. There, are, Everything that's true and real, there's a counterfeit. You better have, uh, we were somewhere and uh, I was getting some flowers and Warren was like, are they real? Now, Warren, look at them, feel them, touch them. They're counterfeit. They're pretty, but they're not real. They're not alive. Okay? Verse, what thing? It's where we. Verse. Verse 5. Okay. And there are differences of administrations, but mm -hmm. the same Lord. Mm 
Same Spirit, same Lord. The true and living God. It is the only one who can impart spiritual gifts to his children. The only one. Same Spirit, same Lord. Variety or different differences of gifts, varieties of ministries. Different methods, different ways of doing it. The same Lord. Same Lord. Verse 6. And there are diver diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Mm -hmm. Variety or diversities of, uh, of effects. And what did you were say? Operations. Operations. Yes, manners by which we go about achieving the same goal. Mm -hmm. But everything that we do should point to the true and living God. That's, right. That's who it's all about. And we own nothing or have nothing imparted into us that he doesn't give us. Nothing. We can't lay claims on it. It's mine. It's mine. A lot of people, and, and you can be easily tempted to do it, and I don't know, I don't, I'm not going to say it's wrong, but there's a Mary Redding's ministry, whatever the name is. But the ministry of Jesus Christ is the ministry that we preach. It is about him. It is in his interest. It is for him. But if we name it something, whatever we name it, if it has not been stamped, it is, if it does not have his stamp of approval, if it has not been uh, approved by God, if the Holy Spirit has not put his stamp of approval on it, it's not God. And there are so, so, all too many that are not of God. Therefore, it behooves us, and one that I really encourage you to develop and ask God for, because he'll, he'll give us what we need, is the spirit to discern the difference between good and evil. We need that. We need that more so in this day than ever. Amen. So verse 6 again, there are varieties of effects but the same God who works all things and all persons. It's a work of God. He's begun a good work in us. And only he can finish it. Mm -hmm. But now if we get the big head to decide we're going to finish it, mm -hmm. we mess up. Right. We get the big head and decide it's mine and not his. We're on our way in another direction. And he'll just let you keep on thinking you're doing his work. Mm -hmm. You know, people say, well, only what you do for... Christ will last. If you're doing it and he didn't tell you to do it, <laughs> if he didn't put his stamp on it, 
and you're just doing it because that's what somebody told you you could do or you want to do, then you're going to face God one day. He goes, I never told you to do that. Hmm? Verse 7. But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. It's for the common good of all. I said that. The gifts of the Spirit are for the common good of the body. For the common good of the body. Verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To one, and we don't know unless we're able to discern who's given what, do we? We're, we're not able to discern who's given what unless we are in the body and we're able to discern the difference. We should be able to tell who's operating where. The word of wisdom. When something just comes up and you're just able to share it and you're like, I don't know where it came from. That's wisdom that God has given that wasn't even in you to say or do. To say what well, wisdom. And you're able to explain some things that you don't even know how you're able to explain it. That's what that's talking about. Word of wisdom. I just came out of nowhere. Wow, you really blessed me. Oh, really? See, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Why? Because it's not you. It's not you. It's not your doing. It's a gift that God has imparted to the body that he's using to be a blessing to those who have ears to hear, to those who are open, just where we started. So for one, he's given the word of wisdom through the spirit, by way of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Another person in the body of Christ, many. It's not just one individual. It could be more than one, but he's just saying to another, to somebody, these gifts have been imparted. Another, the word of knowledge. You know, people, and there, you be careful with this one. As people come up to you and say, well, the Lord told me to tell you. <coughs> if the Lord hasn't kind of given you some insight into that, it may not, chances are it may not be because, see, their spirits connect. If the Spirit of God and your spirit is connecting and God has kind of visited you with something and somebody come up and say, you know, the Spirit, told, God told me to tell you this, chances are you say, wow, that's a confirmation. But sometimes, oh, really? You know, did the Spirit tell you to tell me that? Mm -hmm. And you just may look at them funny. Because sometimes people just want to you to know that they can exercise some type of gift or want whatever, for whatever reason they come to you. And everybody who's speaking, again, if they haven't been born of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit has not imparted a gift to them. 
Now, God will speak to a donkey if he wants to. So it doesn't mean he, he, he can speak to some through someone. Um, uh, uh, that tree out there, he can, he can reveal something to you through a tree. He can reveal something to you through a drunk. But that's not a gift that's imparted to the drunk. Does that make sense? Who, who Who's not saved? Okay, I don't think many saved people are drunks. I'm not sure. I wouldn't think that once you get saved, a lot of things fall off of you. Don't nobody have to say stop drinking. Don't nobody have to say stop homonging when you're saved. You better have to tell. That's why it's important. You don't have to preach those things. You can say the scripture says this, that, and that, but you don't go directly to a person and say, you know, you you drunk, you drinking, you need to stop. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Because the word does something. The word of God is powerful. That's right. And he's able to do what we can't do. That person, the Holy Spirit convicts us. We don't convict each other. The Holy Spirit convicts us. We don't condemn one another. We're only condemned if we don't believe. The word condemns you when you don't believe. So you don't have to go around telling folk. You need to bring your dress down. You need to watch your cleavage. You cleavage. You need to. Watch. You don't have to tell people that. I'm convinced of it. You're just watching and things start changing because they're convicted within their hearts. By way of the power of God's spirit. The power is in the spirit of God. Hmm? Where are we? To another. To another faith by the same spirit. To another the gifts of healing by the same spirit. Now. You were like wow. I thought everybody had to have faith. And they do. See, faith is a requirement for salvation. So we all have a degree of faith. But some people have, you know, we go from faith to faith. So some people have greater degrees of faith than others. And it's a gift. I know somebody said, well, I, I just believe that he going to get up out that bed. But if it is that God has given them that, that degree of faith and he's speaking to them by way of the Holy Spirit, they can say that. And then we look like so we, we never thought he was going to make it. We never thought she was going to make it. But that member of the body of Christ who looked upon them in the Holy Spirit Say, may have said, lay hands on them or speak whatever. And they said, he's going to get up. She's going to get up. That's that degree of faith we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Everyone don't have that. But all they're speaking now is what the Spirit has spoken. They're not speaking their own will. Over that individual. That's the difference. You go in there and speak your own will. Rather than say. Father. If it be thy will. 
take this cup of wine. But he did not reveal to you that he was going to take that cup of wine. Don't speak it. Unless he spoke it to you. Then, if he doesn't tell you anything different, nevertheless, that will be done. You're giving up your will. And you're accepting the will of God in that situation. So even faith can be counterfeit. Even faith can be not real. It is we move from faith to faith. Glory to glory. As we grow in God. But there is a gift of faith. That's different from the initial saving faith. That we need to be born again. Mm -hmm. Wow, Vince, looking funny. You all right? Mm -hmm. Okay. By the same, another given faith, another is the gifts of healing. And it's again, that is that gift of laying hands. Mm -hmm. Everyone don't have that gift. <laughs> we don't. It's just a reality. Everyone can believe that God is a healer. And he is. But everyone can't. I mean that's just. It's a gift. If you don't have the gift. Don't pretend you have the gift. Hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you can't touch someone. And console them. And comfort them. And bless them. But if you don't have the gift of laying hands to heal, then you just don't have it. But somebody in the body has it. Does that make them any better than you? Are you any less than them for any of these gifts? Verse 10. <laughs> to another, the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to, to, yeah, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. The effecting of miracles, miracles happening, miracles. Mm -hmm. You touch somebody and they have a sore on them and the sore dries up. That's a miracle, <laughs> you know. Um... We want to say, oh, it's a miracle because we woke up this morning. I'm not sure that's a miracle, <laughs> but I hear people say that. Um, somebody's arm, one have one arm and it's short, real shorter than another one, and, and you're able to reach out and you touch that arm and it it grows in length and it's uh, and people watching it happen. Now, do understand. I'm gonna put a peg there. Because Satan have power too. So everyone that's doing miracles, remember they said, Lord, Lord, we did this in your name. We, we, we cast out demons in your name. Everyone that's doing things in the name of the Lord, and it appears that they're miracles, they may be power of Satan. demonic power. Mm -hmm. 
So we have to be mindful and careful and know that we are able to discern the difference. And to another prophecy. The ability to speak forth what God has already spoken. They're able to speak it forth. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you, you may not even have a stripped, but it comes about of your spirit. And then you go back and you say, hmm, I never saw that in the word, but it's there. See? Oh, yeah. So you're speaking for what the word say. Anyone who prophesies anything that does not line up with the word of God, it's not him. It's not God. It's not God. Distinguishing of spirits. That's discernment. Okay, that's discernment. You're able to make a distinction. That's what the word tells us to try the spirit. All of us can try the spirit to know if it's of God. You have to, you know, just weigh it out. Just just look at that thing. Some things you have to look at over a period of time. Some things you have to watch for a while. Before you really know. But you can have an inkling down in your spirit about it. But you're just not sure what that is. And eventually it comes forth and you say, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. And again, you don't know how you knew it other than that the Holy Spirit revealed it to you. That's right. As a child of God. Mm-hmm. Various kinds of tongues. We can be endowed with the power to speak in tongues. Some people are able to speak. In Everybody don't speak in tongues. That doesn't make them any less saved. Contrary to what some may believe. There are those who can speak in tongues. But can't interpret the tongues. Mm-hmm. There may be those who can interpret the tongues. Who cannot even speak in tongues. Isn't that miraculous? Isn't that God? Because how could it be? But that is the way he works. He can impart what he wants to into an individual. He can impart the ability to preach to a person who can't even read. Hmm? Can't even read. How can he preach and he can't even read? It's a gift. Hmm? It's a gift. So all are not able to speak in tongues. So sometimes people try to make you feel very guilty because you don't speak in tongues. Pray in tongues. And sometimes people want you to know they speak in tongues and they just all over the place speak it out of turn. Hmm. <laughs> you know. That's out of order. That's not to be. So these are great gifts that are given to the body of believers for the benefit of the body, for the benefit of the church. No more, no less. No more, no less. 
There are people who get all excited about the gifts and they don't even love. Because if they're not saved, the love of God has not been shed abroad in the heart. So what are you doing? You don't love? But you're trying to operate in the gifts of the Spirit? If we don't love, that's an indication we're not disciples of Christ. Verse 11 there, Venus. But all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit. Wow. Dividing to every man severally as he will. Okay. The same spirit works all these things. The spirit of the true and living God. Not the spirit of Satan. Not our own spirit where our own wheels are being activated to do something that we have not been in part to give to death. One and the same spirit works all these things. And then he gives. Just like I handed Maya that little folder this morning. When we are born of the spirit, a Holy Spirit begins to impart gifts unto us. And he said some more than one. There is no room in the body of Christ for jealousy of how God uses anyone. No room for that. No room for that. Uh, um, um, uh, Warren would say sometimes, well, you're my wife. I can do that. You're my wife. Well, what he's saying is, I have rights in regard to you. I have the approval to do some things with you that no other person in the world has a right to do with you. Same thing. As children of God, we have rights than no other has. No other have rights. You have to become a part of who he is. We have to be a part of one another in order for certain things to happen. Same in the spirit. You have to be connected in the spirit Mm -hmm. in order to engage in certain ways in the body. He likes that job. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, verse 12 for as the body is one yeah. and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many mm-hmm. are one body so also is Christ Okay, so we, we, we would stop at 11, but we went to 12 because we're talking about the body of believers yeah. and we've already done that, we've talked about that even recently the body being one and uh, uh, with many members, oh, yeah. one spirit, but we're all one in Christ. That's right. One body, one spirit in Christ. Hmm. Now, what I'm going to do, we're the church. Oh, my body kind of tore up on me. Mm-hmm. First Peter, you have been? 
Peter 2, 9 and 10. 1 Peter 2, uh -huh. 9 and 10. Got it. Very familiar. <laughs> My uh -huh. God, I tell you. Yes. But ye are a chosen generation. Yes. A royal priesthood and holy nation. A yes. peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's we, verse 9. Verse 9? Mm -hmm. Okay. Verse 10. Mm -hmm. Which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. There it is. So you are a chosen race. Who's he talking to? The church. You are a royal priesthood. You are priest among priests. Your priesthood. A neighborhood is a lot of neighbors that's connected together, right? A priesthood is a lot of priests that's connected <laughs> together. Amen. Okay? You're a holy nation. We're a nation of God. That's right. A people for his possession. He owns us. We're not our own. And this is why. That's good. We are, we are chosen. We are royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are we're people of God's own possession because he wants to do something. That he may do what? That ye show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous we light. We show forth the praises. We proclaim the excellency of him, who he is. We praise him. We lift him. We magnify him. We glorify him. We honor him. Because he has done something miraculous for us. He's brought us out of darkness and brought us into the light. Apart from him, there is no light. Mm -hmm. Because Ooh. of him, we're able to shine bright. God. Mm -hmm. Amen. And it's all about him. And who he is in us. That people will look upon us, the world will look upon us, and say there is something about them. They're different. They're strange. They're crazy. Oh, yeah, they'll say that. But we are people who were in darkness and he brought us out. We were once not a people. We once looked like the world. We once acted like the world. We once did what the world did. But now we are God's people. We have a new identity in God. That's why we're so strange to the world. We don't act like them. We don't talk like them. We don't live like them. We don't walk like them. Once we had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy, the mercy of God. Why wouldn't we praise him? Why wouldn't we lift him? Why wouldn't we magnify him? We are the church. That's number one. We're the church. We're the church with the vision of God. Okay? First Peter 2, 4, and, 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 and 5. Venus, we went over these. I'm going to put my stones back up. I took my stones off the page the other day, but I'm going to put them back up. They're the living stones. Yes, okay? Lord. First Peter 2, verses 4, 4 and 5. Y'all can share the this reading of the scripture if you so desire. First Peter 2, 4 and 5. Is, to whom comest 
as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Number five, and yet also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God by Christ, by Jesus Christ. Look, look at that. We are being built up as a spiritual house. I know the Lord told me to build people. Build his people. Oh, Lord have mercy. Mm. Build his people. Mm. Concern yourself with the building up of my people. You come to him. He's the living stone. Jesus is the living stone mm. that was rejected by men. But in the sight of God, chosen and precious. That's Jesus. And then he said unto us, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. The building is going on on the inside of us. He's developing us. He's developing character within us. Why? So we can be a holy priesthood. To offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Did a whole message on spiritual sacrifices. Move. Mm -hmm. It comes together. It's coming together. So we are the <coughs> church. One body, many members walking throughout the earth. We come together, we gather together that we can learn and grow and develop together in him there's unity among us I don't care where another saved person is in the world we're saying the same thing there is nothing new in the word of God it never changes you can pick up a book and you say wow I was thinking about that yesterday why because it's in your spirit the new birth the spiritual birth that we have experienced in him. It's where we are. And we're walking. There's living epistles throughout the earth. Red of men. Yes. They're wondering about us. They don't understand us. Because they didn't understand him. They reject us. Because they rejected him. Number two. Y'all ready for it? Mm -hmm. We are. The church. Without walls. You hear that? And I read a scripture that I had not read. And it's back there too. In, in, in Zechariah. Right there up behind Habakkuk. Zephaniah. These little minor prophets. There was something in there just blew my mind, just lift, act like it was going to lift me up off the sofa as I read it. Which, uh, Zechariah? Ze Zechariah 2, verse 5. Chapter 2, verse 5. We're a church without walls. <laughs> For I said, the Lord will be unto her a wall of fire round about and will be the glory in the midst of her. Talking about Jerusalem. Yeah, God. Mm -hmm. Talking about his church. Talking about his people. 
Yes, Lord. I will be unto her a wall. I surround her. A wall of fire. Mm. Protecting. Keeping. Keeping purified. A wall of fire round about. And I will be the glory in the midst of her. He is among us. We abide in him and he abides in us. Isn't that amidst us? He's amidst us no matter where we go. God is there. He's present. Because he's present by way of the spirit within our being. For I, saith the Lord, would be unto her a wall of fire round about her. He protects us. He has us in a place, in a holding place, where no one can snatch us out of his hand. And would be the glory in the midst of her. He's the glory in the midst of us now, but it's not the glory like we're going to see it one day. We get glimpses of the glory, we get a shadow of what's to come. Somebody said this journey that we own is a shadow. Hmm. I've said it, and I've said it again and again and again, and this is number three. Sometimes I don't even understand it myself, but this is what he said. We are a mobile church. It's easy to want to plant and take root somewhere because that's what we're accustomed to. That's what we know. So what do we do? We gravitate toward the familiar. That's what we know. That's what we know. We are a mobile church. Now I know that. Amen. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 tells us. 28. 28, 19 through 20. We are a mobile church. Venus has heard me say that time and time again. Have you not? Venus? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do I fully understand it? No. Mm -hmm. But I know that's what the Lord is saying. Therefore, mm -hmm. and teach all nations, mm -hmm. baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Go. Go. Mm. On our way, wherever we go, mm -hmm. go. You would just say, make disciples of all nations. Mm -hmm. Did he yes. say make disciples? Yes. He said, teach all nations, baptize them, uh, teach them mm -hmm. to observe them. You read say, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe things 
whosoever I had commanded you. And Lord, I am with you even to the end of the world. To amen. observe, amen, is to obey. Right. To do that that I have instructed them to do. Go. Teach them. Baptize them. You teach them my word, but you teach them also to do it. First, for example, precept is the word. Example is the life we live. And behold, I'm with you always. You're never alone. I'm with you. That doesn't mean that you put yourself in dangerous, vicarious situations that the Lord had not told you to put yourself in. If we lose our lives where God told us to be doing what he told us to do, so be it. But if we're doing what that little guy did who went over until, y'all remember the young guy went over on that boat and where those uh, 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 people were they, they weren't, they were um, primitive mm. people and he was going to witness to them mm. they didn't understand him he didn't understand them, he was in his 20s but he was going to go and he, as a missionary he going to go over there on that war he weren't supposed to be. It was illegal for him to even be there. But he went. And he lost his life. You will wonder, well, was that God's will? The God, you know, we do things sometimes, that, just an example, on our own. Without the Lord having said do it. Because we're zealous. And we just want to help everybody. But you can't save everybody. You, you can't save anyone. It's the work of the Holy Spirit, and you can't help everyone either. We learn that the hard way after getting knocked upside the head a couple of times. You can't help everyone. Mm -hmm. So, we are a mobile church. Look at John 15, People can't take us. Y'all know that, don't you? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Ye have not chosen me, mm -hmm. but I have chosen you and ordained you yes. that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Yes. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father, in my name he may give it you. Abiding fruit. Abiding fruit. Fruit that takes root in the hearts of men. What other fruit? He's not talking about grapes and plums and peaches and oranges and apples. That's not what he's talking about. It's in the spirit. Joy and peace and love is being produced Character is being developed in the hearts of his people. Building up one another in this most holy faith. 
That's what he would have us to do. My Lord. He didn't choose. He said, you didn't choose me. We think we choose God. <laughs> Y'all know that. We really think. I thought at one time, well, I chose the Lord. No, he chose me. Mm -hmm. Thanks be to God. I've ordained, I've appointed you that you should, there it is again, go. Huh? Mm -hmm. And bear fruit. Wherever you go, wherever you set feet, you can bear fruit. <laughs> My Lord. Hmm? People don't have to come here for us to bear fruit, do they? He showed this to me on, and on my bed last night. Huh? They don't have to come into this little area for us to bear fruit. Go. And we have many ways in which we can go. We can sit in the house and go now. Huh? We got to set our date, which is best for all of us for our um, our our um, teleconference, okay? Teleconference line, all right? Mm -hmm. We are going to produce fruit. If the Lord send them, let them come. Okay. Those He didn't send, we don't want. Does that sound harsh? If the Lord touches the heart, the mind, the soul, and prepares that mind, soul, and heart to receive what we have and wanted them to sit under the feet here at this table and learn and grow, he'll send them. I too get caught up sometimes in my thought about well it's just a few of us but he keeps saying well, there are two or three gather in my name I'm in the midst of you just hang tight with me as he said to him back just wait on it hmm. just wait just wait he has the vision God has the plan. Lord, help me to see your vision. Hallelujah. Lord, help me to see as you would have me to see. Not what I want to see. Not how I want to do it. But God, what you are saying is different. It's not what I'm used to, God. I find myself having those conversations with him. Hmm. Amen. But he said, do it. He is the rewarder hmm. and finisher of our Keep the faith. It's not in what we see in the natural. It's what we're able to see with our spiritual eyes that makes the difference in the soul of man and our souls and the souls of others. We are a church for. We're a church with the vision. I've written a mission statement. That's generally what we do. And I believe it aligns up with the word. We are the church with the vision. 
and I told you what that vision was early on. Go back. O2. Um. Hebrews. The vision is referencing the return of Christ. It's that hope. It's that faith. It's that confidence that we have in him. And that the day would come when he will return and receive his people unto himself. And there will be a new heaven. And there will be a new earth. And old things will pass away. And behold, all things will be made new. That is the vision. We can see a lot of other things on our way. But that's the ultimate picture that he wants us to see. That he wants us to grab hold to. Hebrews, what chapter? Hebrews. Um, Look at 10 and 38. And you have, may have to read more than that particular verse. Let's see. 10 and 37 and 38. It said, For yet a little while, yes. he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul wow. shall have no pleasure in him. That sounds harsh, doesn't it? Mm. For yet a little while. Is that what he said in Habakkuk? Is that what God said? That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. For yet a little while, and, 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 and he shall come. He that shall come. Who is he talking about? Jesus. 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 I'm sorry, y'all. I don't have any fluff. I don't have any. That if we don't keep our sights on Jesus, we will be right here. Our soul, I mean, his soul should have no pleasure in us because if we draw back. Mm -hmm. If we get tired, so, you know, he's been coming for a long time and he hasn't made anything yet, he must not be coming. I'm going to just have a good time. Enjoy myself. Eat, drink, and be merry. Mm -hmm. But what did he say? If a man draw back. My soul should have no pleasure in him. We have to endure to the end. We have to keep the faith. We have to keep our hope. We have to keep the confidence in God. That's good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now look at Luke. We are the church with the vision, okay? Look at Luke 4, 18 and 19, verses 18 and 19. 4, you said? Mm -hmm. 18 and 19. Verses 18 and 19. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Luke 4. 18, 19. Mm -hmm. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Mm -hmm. because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. To the poor, he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, Mm -hmm. and recovering of sight to the blind, Mm -hmm. to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Mm. Yep. Huh? We're the church with the vision. Hmm. He has told us what to do. Now, there are individual things that we must do, but that is, as a church, one body, many members, this is our mission. Okay? 18 and 19. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Has Jesus not anointed us? Do we have the anointed upon us? He said he given me all power. The heaven and earth is in my hand. Then he said, go. That's what he said to his disciples. We are his disciples. Proclaim the good news to the poor. We are messengers with the vision, y'all. Messengers with the vision. With the vision. Proclaim the good news to the poor. Those who are poor in spirit. Not those who think they got it together. Because if they think they already have it together, you can't minister to them anyway. Those who are poor in spirit. Those who acknowledge that they are poor and in need of God. He has sent me to proclaim the liberty to those who are captive. (coughs) Those who are captivated. Those who are not free. You're not free when you're enslaved to sin. You're not free when you're enslaved to sin. Proclaim the liberty to the captives. Recover the sight to who? Those who are blind. 2020 vision. Who are we to be seeing? Jesus. Keep your sights on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Lord, find you my vision that I would see him better. That I would get a better view of him. And the better I see him, the more I can be like him. My goodness. To set at liberty those who oppress, the downtrodden, the oppressed, the widows, the orphans, the strangers, the homeless, the naked. Those are the ones. Those are the oppressed ones. I've known people to go into the what we used to call the welfare office. I still vividly remember it was a Thanksgiving, coming up to a Thanksgiving holiday, and this lady didn't have any food. And she, because she had not gotten her stamps or whatever, and something, a glitch was in the system. She had gone and talked to the people, and they did nothing. I said, come on, get in the car. Let's go. Went there with her, identified myself, and guess what? Something happened. She was oppressed. They look upon them in a different light. They see them in a way that they're not supposed to see them. All people are valuable. They should be treated as such. 
Not because you got on a dirty, ragged, stinking coat. I'm going to look down on you. Those are the oppressed people. And we know what oppression is too. Okay? Been there, done that. Know what it is to be oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord. That is what we're, that's the vision, y'all. To proclaim what? The year of the Lord. The year of the Lord. That is the return of Christ. We are to proclaim that. We're to speak it. We're to remind the people that Jesus is coming back. How often do we hear it? Not often, do we? Get more. Get more stuff. Mm, that's right. Get your blessing. Your blessing's coming. He said he'll pour out a blessing that we won't have room to receive. Everything that we need is in that council for life. Everything. Even withholding nothing from it. There are certain things we have to do to set things in motion. But there's nothing God will withhold from us. He gives us a mind to think and to carry it out. And then you turn around and give him credit. God put that in my spirit. God put that on my mind. And I did it. And now look. Huh? And this is the last one. Five. We should have five now. We are the church that has been given the ministry of reconciliation. With that church. With that church. Second Corinthians 5.18. Second Corinthians. 518. Amen. 5, 18. Mm -hmm. It says thus. Mm -hmm. And all things of God mm -hmm. who have reconciled, reconciled us to him by Jesus himself, by Jesus Christ, and have given us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. And all things are of God. All things all are things. of God. Who has reconciled us. He has reconciled us. To himself. Unto himself. By Jesus Christ. By Jesus Christ. And have given to us. He has given us something. The ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. He reconciled us back into himself. And then he gave us a ministry. He said go. <laughs> yes hmm? Lord. We don't go into some hospitals. Venus had an experience with her father in the hospital. I had an experience with my mom in the hospital. We know there are great needs in the hospital. I uh, was was actually studying yesterday, and a lady fell upon my heart, and I picked up the phone and called and hadn't talked to her in probably over two years. She said, I go to an adult daycare on Highway 51 and get you when you come. Mm. Okay? When you come. God will open doors, present opportunities for us to minister. We come back here and we fill our tanks and we go again. 
that's what we need to be praying about. <laughs> yeah, rich ministries. That he would have us. We want to be where he wants us to be. We don't just want to be anywhere. We want to be where God would have us to be. Second <coughs> Timothy 4, verses 2 and 3. <clears throat> Preach the word, mm -hmm. be instant in season, out of season, mm -hmm. reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching, itching ears. Saying what they want to hear, making them feel good. That's who the masses desire, okay? But as, Paul, as Timothy was charged by Paul, we are charged as well to preach the word, the instant, in season, out of season, anytime, all the time, everywhere. And in order to do that, we must be students of the word daily. And he'll give you a momentary word, impromptu speak. He'll give it to you. It'll just be flowing from you. We have to become students of the word. That he will fill us the more with the power of his spirit. That we can carry out the ministry of reconciliation that he has entrusted us with. I have a couple more. And you're going to be done. One of you get Colossians 3.16. The other gets Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12. I get Ephesians. 4, 4, 11 and 12. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly How? in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in the psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing grace in your heart unto the Lord. How did the word, the word dwell within us? Richly. Richly. Not poorly, not weakly. Richly. Richly. Abundantly. Teaching. Admonishing. One another. How? In all wisdom. It's wisdom from God. Wisdom from above. The world has some wisdom now. Know that. 
The world is wise and they can teach us some things. But the wisdom from above is the wisdom that God desires for us to have. Because if we get the wisdom from God, we won't be easily deceived. We will be able to discern between good and evil. Because there are people who laugh in your face and cut in your throat. There are people who, Satan using them, okay? It's not flesh and blood. But it's Satan used them to dis distract us, to deter us. And God wants us to know who's who. Yes, did Jesus eat among the sinners? My husband and I had that conversation. Yes, he did. He knew where he was. He knew why he was there. And he knew he was protected. Because if you notice, if you remember, when those Jews, the Romans, would come after him, he would disappear. Because his time had not come. See? But if he just stayed there, he would have been taken before time. Mm. So we have to make sure we own appointments that God has destined us to be on. Yes. Be where he would have us to be, doing what he would have us to do, when he would have us to do it. Don't go, don't do it on your own. Spirit of God, lead me, guide me, speak to me. I hear you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He put us in some unusual situation, mm -hmm. but we're no we fine because he's there. Mm -hmm. He's there. He's with us. He sent us. Venus. Ephesians 4 mm -hmm. 11 and, 12. and he gave some apostles mm -hmm. and some prophets and mm -hmm. some evangelists mm -hmm. and some pastors and teachers mm -hmm. for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ why did he give these five full ministry gifts for the perfecting of the saints, the for the work of the, saints, okay. of the ministry, work of the ministry, and for the edifying, sure. for edifying of the body of Building Christ. Building up the body of Christ, That's edifying good. one another. That's why they're there. God showed me something about the visions. Yes, you say. Well, Joel said that. Old men should dream dreams and young men should see visions and all the sons and daughters should prophesy. And that is the truth. <laughs> but the visions is not the visions are not as prevalent today. Just like the apostles and the prophets are not as prevalent today. The he said I will pour out, my, pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall, shall prophesy. That was at the, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the initial outpouring of the Spirit of God. Mm, mm, mm. That makes a difference. Some things are not as prevalent today as they were. Will God still use 
any of the fivefold that he desires to share with. Will God still show visions other than the one that we're seeing so vividly today? He will. But it's not as prevalent. So much of this is self. Conjuring up stuff in self. Because we want to feel and be important. And it's not God. And we're deceiving many, many people. But it behooves us in this room to make that choice. To walk out what God has destined for us to walk out in the spirit. To be messengers of the vision. And the vision is Christ Jesus. We're ambassadors of Christ. Huh? So it comes right back, full circle, to the very one in whom we have to see. Pray and ask God to give us a clearer vision of him. Now I'm going to read one. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this and we're going to close. And it's Romans 11, 25 and 27. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. That's Paul. Lest you should be wise in your own conceits. Be, be mindful, be mindful, be mindful, be mindful. Don't be ignorant of the mystery. Because the coming of Christ is a mystery. This is a mystery. That blindness, we're talking about sight, right? We're talking about sight to that vision. That blindness in part is happened to Israel. In part. They're not altogether blind, but they're partly blind. Why? Until the fullness of the Gentiles mm. become in. My Lord. When there is going to be a gathering of Israel. There is going to be a saving of Israel. But he blinded the eyes, partially of Israel, that the Gentiles, that includes you, me, and all that were not of God's chosen people, to be saved. And when that appointed time has come, when the fullness of time has come, Jesus, Jesus returned to receive us to himself. That is what verse 14 is talking about back in Habakkuk. The glory of the Lord. The knowledge of the glory of God will fill the earth. All will know. And every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will then acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. We are messengers with the vision. We're on a mission. And it behooves us to feed ourselves daily yes. upon the word of God. That he will fill us the more and give us a clearer vision of who he is. We are to know him. Yes. 
And we ought to know him tomorrow in a greater way than we know him today. And the only way we can do that is bury ourselves in his word. Concentrate ourselves in the word of God. That we will not be among those who are easily deceived. Because there are many blind leading the blind. And we are to rescue some of those who have been led astray. And God knows who they are. We're going to pray and we're going to get ready for communion. Thank you, Father, for this day, another blessed day. Father, we look to you. We reverence and we honor you. We yield our wills and our ways to you. Father, we say yes to you this day, yes. the fifth day of January 2020. We say yes to you as never before. Father, we pour our hearts out to you that you may pour into us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Pour into us, God, and give us a clearer vision of who you are. God, we want to know you. We want to know you better and better and better. Yes, Lord. And God, as we get to know you better, you're going to help us mm -hmm. to help others to know you better. Mm -hmm. That their vision will become clearer. Mm -hmm. That the scales will fall off of the eyes, God. That tradition will be put aside, Lord. As we and they take a stand. As a body of believers who know you in the part of our sins. You rescued us, God, not for ourselves, but you rescued us for you that we may help others to be rescued. That's right. And that you. is our desire. Hallelujah. Strengthen us, God. Build us up and give us boldness to take a stand for you, to speak for you, to live for you, to see through your eyes. The living word where there is life and not death. We thank you for the freedom. We thank you for the liberty of freedom that you've given us. You didn't set us free for nothing. You set us free that we may help others yes. to be set free. Yes. We commit our wills to you today. Thank yes, you, Father. We commit our ways to you. Oh, yes. Father God, we're single focused. Yes, Lord. We're looking to you. Not double minded, Lord, but a single vision. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And we see you just for yes. who you are. Yes, Lord. Thank and we honor you. And God, as we prepare to partake of the blood yes, Lord. and the flesh, Lord, purify us the more. Cleanse us through and through.
Touch our minds, Father, our hearts. Renew us. Wash us with your holy word. Thank you for the flesh. Thank you for the blood. Because it is the blood of Jesus. It is the flesh of Jesus. Father, you said, Jesus said that he was the bread of life. And we thank you that you're life in and of and through us. We thank you that we are partakers of who you are. We thank you for our elder brother. Yes. We thank you for the firstborn yes, Lord. of a brotherhood. We're spiritually born. Thank you. That's why the world don't know us. That's why the world don't understand us. Because we're born of your spirit. And we thank you. And as we commune, we reflect on Jesus and the price that he paid for us. In Jesus' most precious name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to get in my game. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank God for another day. Mm. Uh, we thank God for the word today. Yes, Lord. Mighty, mighty oh, word. Mm-hmm. God has spoken to us through his word today and allowed us to understand and know our reason, our purpose. Yes. Our reason. And if we notice that it wasn't about us. No. It wasn't about how we feel or what we think.